Hello and welcome to another podcast from BetfairTrainingCommunity.com with me, your host, Martin. I've got a good topic to go through today because I'm going to talk a bit about the rules I have for football training. Uh, but more importantly, talking about why I came up with those rules, because I feel like sometimes when I say things about certain situational things with trading, people just think, oh, well, that's his opinion. But the reality is that 99% of the stuff I come up with is because it was tried and tested, because it proved true. And the thing that I've noticed over the years is that the more you trade, the more you pick up on these little things. And one thing I would really like to encourage you all to do is to try and create your own strategy, even in, either in the football software or the horse racing software. Even if you aren't using that strategy, even if you don't want to use that strategy or aren't going to use it, because the process of making a strategy really helps your brain to start to think a bit differently about trading and start to think about certain things you look for. So let's get into the rules a little bit here. And, and what I'm focusing on the most really is why I came up with these rules. Okay, so number one, do not trade at the start of the season. I want at least eight to 10 games played before I consider the data worthwhile from that season. Now, why have I come up with this one? Okay, because some people swear by just trading at the start of the season. I love to trade at the start of the season. Well, the truth is, over the many, many years and what, you know, is actually close to being two decades of trading on Betfair, I have noticed that the variance and the wild, swingy nature of start of season games is not productive when I'm looking at trading a strategy. Because if I'm trading at the start of the season, I've got two options. I either look at last season's data, which, let's be honest, could be totally invalid, right? Maybe a team got promoted, relegated. Maybe a team changed a lot of its players. Maybe a manager changed. Maybe some coaches changed. A lot changes in a team between seasons. We know that. Right, that's pretty. Maybe the team the season before had a really exhausting season, and they're going to have a bit of a letdown one. Um, you know, think Liverpool the year after they won that title, where they looked incredible for most of it. Kind of punched themselves out towards the end of that season, and then the next season was a bit of a write-off. But then they came back strong again. Okay, so that's your first option. The other option really is you just don't trade with any data, looking at any historical data. Well, that's not my style, not with league football, because we know that previous data matters, and so it's worth waiting a few games for that. Why have I come up with this essentially? Because I noticed over the years that when I did trade early season, it didn't work. Strategies that were profitable made losses, and the unpredictability of early season games is way higher than in the kind of prime of the season, in the middle of the season. So bear that stuff in mind if you're going to trade at the start of the season. I stick to this religiously. Number two, do not trade the last five games of a season. Similar thing, right? In the last five games of the season, you never really know where a player's motivation is, where a club's motivation is, where a coach's motivation is you know is this team on holiday have they already done what they wanted to do this year 
Are they not in a title race? Are they not going to get relegated? That's a danger spot, right? But what I started to notice over the years was that it wasn't just those teams that were a problem. Even teams fighting for relegation or teams fighting for promotion or to win the title were a problem. The reason is this. If you're competing for something, your motivation is still different to how it was a few matches ago. When, yeah, we're trying to win the league, but, you know, we'll we'll give it a good go. We're not sure. To, actually, we've got a real shot at this. Let's effing go for it. Right? Do you see the difference in that scenario? The same could be said of a team that's doing all right in the middle of the table. Suddenly, they lose a few games. They find themselves in relegation. Well, in the middle of the season, they took their foot off the gas. They didn't need to push so hard. Think of it like this. Right? If you're earning 10 grand a month, you're not under as much stress to keep achieving more and more. You're probably at a place where you can be very, very comfortable in life. Right, So your motivation has to come from within. It's not going to come from the fact that you're desperate to put food on the table. If you were earning one grand a month, you would be acting very differently. This is what happens, right? This is life. This is psychology, okay? Now, football teams, players, coaches, they're no different to us. We're all human. We're all prone to this psychological thing. So I do not trade the last five games a season. What, what's the real reason, mine? What's the ultimate reason? The reason is I've noticed that that situation will lose me money because, again, hugely unpredictable, probably even more unpredictable in some ways. And you're just guessing. And again, it's like at the start of the season. I think there's too much guesswork. One of the things with trading, one of the key pieces of advice I can give you is you want to limit the variables. You want to limit what can go wrong. You want to limit the chance of variance, okay? So everything you do should be to go essentially as safe as you can following a set strategy that's tried and tested okay in these situations you would not be doing that if you bet on the last few games of the season number three do not trade league football during international breaks even lower leagues will have some player upheaval now the world cup has just finished and i it was one of those where there were a few leagues carrying on there was nothing on So I actually went against my own rules here. And I haven't gone back and checked the data yet. But from the top of my head, I'm looking at it and thinking, I would have been better off not trading. Because international breaks just change everything. Like teams are so different during international breaks. I mean, imagine you even if you're playing your club football and you don't even have any international players. And there's an international break for a World Cup. A lot of the players are going to have a bit of a distraction because, the, remember, the whole world's talking about it. I really believe this. Why do I believe this? Well, when I've traded during international breaks, I've lost money. Teams are unpredictable. This is another thing I've added as well. I will not trade the first weekend back from international break. I want to see the teams get back playing together before I start to commit back to trading. Again, it's limiting the variables and variants. In this scenario, a player's played in South America, comes back, 
couple of days later, he's playing in Premier League. Where's his head at? He's probably not even trained yet for that club since the international break. Give it a weekend, give them a few days, and then back to normal again. Okay? That is solid, solid advice. Number four, do not trade football on days where I'm not fully able to focus. Again, this is really important because unless you've got strategies where you're just placing bets and that's it, you let them run, which is good, which is a good thing to do, I think, if you haven't got a lot of time, then you need to make sure when you're trading, you're there trading. The amount of times I used to miss trades, miss exit points, even miss good entry points, because I wasn't fully focused, because I could get distracted by life. And there's many things that can distract us. So when I'm trading, I have to be fully focused. You know, this is a temple. You know, my office becomes a temple of trading. I don't want to be disturbed. I don't want to be distracted. Because again, what, what a lot of this will come down to essentially is I will lose money or I will lose opportunities to make money in that scenario. So focus matters if you're a trader, it really does. And I'm sure you're with me that you've gone, oh yeah, that, that's a great trade, I'm gonna do that today. Something comes up, you totally forget about it, you go back and you see that you would have made a bunch of money, right? I cannot tell you how often that happened to me. So for me, the focus has to be there. I mean, okay, let's say, Oh, Martin, I really want to follow the horse racing strategies, the ones you're sending out, they're doing really well, but I can only trade four days a week. Why not try trading those four days a week, but be consistent in it? Go, right, but when I do trade, I'm going to focus. And hopefully, because there's a few strategies, that should limit variance. You know, if, a, if a one has a bad day, the other one should pick it up and vice versa. And even though I'm only able to trade four out of seven days, in theory, I should still make a profit. These are profitable strategies. You know, picking days at random, I should still make money in the long run, right? Now remember, your results will be different than if you're doing every single day. Of course they will. It should still be profitable in theory in the long run. Again, that's something to test. That's something to try out. It doesn't mean, oh, I can only trade two or three days. Well, I shouldn't bother. I disagree with that entirely. If you can only trade on the weekend, trade on the weekend. And enjoy trading on the weekend. Because again, if you're following solid, profitable strategies, you should make money in the long run. Don't be put off as well with that if you get away from that. If you have a bad start, keep going with it. It's a long-term investment. Number five, do not trade international football. Now, I'm not talking about international breaks. I'm talking about international football, you know, England versus Scotland except in major tournaments. I do not mind trading major tournaments. I think there's so much focus. I think you can watch the games and concentrate properly. And I think there are opportunities to trade. The reason I don't love it is because there's not enough recent data on the teams. I can't use my pre-match data, which is what essentially makes me all my money as a trader. So why would I trade international football? The thing is, a lot of the time, it's you're forcing yourself to trade. But if you're a football trader and you go, well, I'm just going to take the international breaks off. Do you know what? They could be your holidays. That could be your time off. Because let's say you're working a job. If you're working and trading on your days off, you're probably not getting a ton of time off. So great. 
international breaks are my time off. I'm going to do my holidays then. I'm going to do X, Y, and Z then. I'm going to catch up on social family time then, etc. Right? Don't bemoan slow times of football trading if you're a football trader. Don't bemoan slow days on horse racing. Those are good days to have a rest, to take time off, to catch up on other things. We're too quick to go, oh no, there's no football end of the world. No, it's not, because it's coming back. We're going to get thousands of matches in the next year, right? That's the reality. Every single year for the rest of our life, there will be thousands and thousands of football matches. So don't bemoan just having a quiet period for a couple of weeks. Number six, do not trade cup games. Similar to international football, especially when it seems playing from different leagues, but it's a different competition. You know, cup games are so different to league matches. It's just, I don't like them. And again, this comes from trading them and not doing well. Because again, the data won't hold up and data is where I make most of my money. Number seven and final one, have a day off. Have a day off, son. Have a day off when you want to. No point in trading tired or in the wrong headspace. This is self-explanatory, but it's so true to life that... When you're tired, you might think, it doesn't matter, I'm knackered, I'm, I'm a great trader, I'll be fine. Do you know what? You won't. You won't. And again, unless you're doing automated trading or unless you're placing your bets and just letting them run, you know, when you're actually trading live, you're going you're gonna to start second-guessing yourself. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to get more easily distracted. You're going to miss opportunities. You're going to make bad decisions. You know, I mean, if I'm knackered, and it does come a point because often I'll come on and I trade a lot in the evenings because obviously my wife works. So I have a lot of childcare often in the day. So I trade a lot in the evenings and some evenings it gets to around 7, 8 p.m. And I'm wiped. I'm totally wiped. And the thing is, I'm sitting at my computer thinking, yeah, I could carry on, but I am truly knackered. And ultimately, it becomes such a chore to try and trade and keep my focus and keep keep my headspace in that situation that I end up going I need to turn this off and I need to step away from the computer have a rest maybe go see my family probably just go to bed to be honest and that's how I deal with that so I think as a trader it's really really important to just go have a day off like when you need to have a day off um you know now do I have any days off with my trading yes do I have any days off in general? No, not really. I tend to work every day. Um, now, I do varying hours. So, you know, some days I will only do one, two hours, right? Most days, of course, I am doing, you know, eight, nine, ten hours. But some days I will only do one or two. It, it kind of makes up for it. You don't have to go crazy on your work as a professional trader. So that's one thing to keep in mind. And... I feel like sometimes when you're in that headspace and you're still trading and you're not quite there, that's desperate. When desperate trading never leads to profitable trading. It really doesn't. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I saw, I saw a really good thing today, actually. JB Smooth, who plays Leon in Curb Your Enthusiasm. I don't know if any of you guys watch that show, but if you don't, you should. I think it's probably the best comedy show that's, you know, of the last decade. Um, and... One thing that he said I thought was brilliant was that, you know, you start off trying to make your money to pay for your bills, to, to, to eat your food, right? And you get that taken care of, right? 
anything above that is just a bonus. And he was talking about how he went into stand-up comedy and he said, you know, I still tried to run my business. I still did all that stuff that put food on the table and then anything I got from the stand-up was a bonus. I think that's how you should look at Betfair Trading. If you're new to it and you're not already profitable, you're not already a pro, then you should keep doing what you're doing work-wise you know, and you could gradually reduce hours if that's possible in your job or even look for something else part time if you want to go down in hours, if that's not possible in your job. Keep that food on the table and anything else is a bonus. And th when you start to think of Betfair trading in that way, you take the desperate mode out of it. You take the complacent mode out of it as well because you want the bonus. You're not desperate. And you'll be amazed how quickly you start to improve as a trader. Now, how did I come up with all seven of these rules? Again, as I said before, it wasn't just random. This is from years of trading, years of experience. You will find things yourself. You will note, notice certain things and go, hang on, that's a pattern. When I trade, I'll tell you one. I'll tell you one I've noticed. I want to know if you've noticed it with yours, but it it's definitely seems to be the case with mine. 3 p.m. kickoffs on a Saturday. I don't know why they just don't seem to work for me. They just do not seem to work for my strategies. 3 p.m. kickoffs on a Saturday, you know, predominantly obviously UK matches for some reason, just goddamn impossible to trade at that time. I don't know what it is. I don't know why, but I really, really struggle. My strategy is just take a nosedive at 3 p.m. on a Saturday. But that's something you will start to pick up. You will notice things like that and go, okay, this doesn't work. Another one that I've found hasn't worked is late night football trading. Now, I'm not talking like the evening stuff on the midweek and stuff. Saturday night, I've often found quite a difficult time to trade. And especially after hours trading can be difficult I've found but yeah for some reason you know you could have a cracking day on a Saturday if you avoid the 3 p.m. kickoffs and bear in mind there's loads of other kickoff times on a Saturday but when you start getting towards the kind of 7 8 p.m. on a Saturdays I don't know I, I found that period could often be quite unpredictable as well I don't know why again it's pretty random right I, I can't sit here and say this is the science behind it what I can do is look at my statistics and notice, okay, that period just doesn't seem to work. You'll figure stuff like this out yourself. You'll see what works for you and what doesn't. The important thing is, the more you're trading, the more you're creating your own strategies, you start to learn this stuff. Yeah, And that's why, even if you're just copying other strategies to start with, there's nothing wrong with that. I still encourage you to try and do your own strategies, if only just to learn to be a better trader. All right, guys, hope you've enjoyed the podcast. Um, hope you have a great week and most importantly, I hope you make some money trading on Betfair.